Now, it was announced over the weekend that a leading US-based satellite company, uh, Tyvac, will establish... Uh, it was announced today, actually, that uh, US-based satellite company, Tyvac, will establish a satellite manufacturing facility right here in South Australia. That's great news. And of course, that follows the news that uh, a South Korean company will be launching its satellites from a new rocket facility on the Air Peninsula. So to tell us a little bit more about what it all means for the uh, the growing industry in South Australia, it's a good, very good afternoon, firstly, to Richard Price, who's the Chief Executive of the South Australian uh, Space Industry Centre. How are you, Richard? Yeah, very well, thank you. A big day, big day, big announcement. It's just fantastic. Uh, we've gone from a few hundred people to a thousand people at today's conference. Yeah. It's outstanding, all the energy and the passion. And now we're seeing companies coming to South Australia, establishing, building on those existing companies, and everything is just fantastically exciting. And that's what is really exciting about it, isn't it? Because until now, we've been hearing about, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Adelaide is the space hub, et cetera, et cetera. But we actually haven't been able to see anything. Now we actually can see companies opening up new businesses here. You can. There's fr- companies in Lot 14. Yeah. Companies like Flavius Fleet have been here for a long time now, building up the business, and now new companies are coming to join with them, form partnerships and grow the whole economy in that area. Now, you mentioned Flavia, uh, Flavia Tatanandini, who's the co-founder and chief executive officer. Love to see your business card, Nadia, of uh, Fleet Space Technologies. Good to see you again. Hi. Um, you're the founder of this company and you, you founded it here in Adelaide. What was the attraction for you? Well, you know, I moved to South Australia because of a love story. So it was probably less uh, economical reason than everyone else <laughs> <laughs> and then Tyvek. But, you know, I ended up here and uh, and we started building this ecosystem. And Fleet was one of the first space startup in the country and in South Australia. Now there are many more mm. and it's fantastic. And you, you make uh, mini satellites, don't so, you? So, yeah, it's small satellites mm-hmm. are as big as a shoebox, really, and they are launched uh, not yet from Australia, so this is something I look forward to, mm-hmm. um, usually in the US. Um, but what we do is uh, connect devices, you know, in, uh, in mining, in oil and gas. You were talking about fires and burns, you know, many things we can do from space when you put sensors on the ground and, uh, and help industry. So it's really helping a lot of companies and a lot of um, and on enterprises around Australia and the world. Now, you, you, you uh, founded uh, Fleet Space in 2015, I think it was the first Th- time we met you. That's right. We've spoken to you a few times. Um, have you been surprised just how quickly things have taken off, particularly in the last 18 months? Honestly, I, uh, I don't even understand what is going on. It's amazing. You know, I've seen since I came here, and I want everyone to understand that, in four years I've seen few startups growing to 100, uh, space agency forming, space agency in Adelaide, uh, millions of money invested for doing space and for, you know, education and STEM. And now we've got thousands of people coming here, Law 14, you know, creating this amazing innovation center. I think it's unbelievable what happened for years. Mm. I still cannot. Today I was walking around <laughs> the conference and telling everyone, what, what did we do? Like, what happened here? People coming from all over the world. That must make you uh, smile, Richard, hearing things like that. What I like best is the passion of people. Um, You know, I come from the defence industry that's a bit conservative and a bit cold. Um, Great story. We stood up a a work placement program for kids um, in year 11 and 12. The industry here, within a week, 10 small companies had put their hands up and said they would take somebody on a work placement. Just fantastic commitment to make things happen in the state. That's not bad, is it? No, it's great. Mm.
Very yeah, yeah. You didn't have to do much work oh. to actually make that work. No, yeah. but we, we, because everybody's so connected, everybody wants to help everybody else out to make this successful. Uh, and that is why I think it's happened in four years. It's because people are working together to make the space industry a success uh, in Australia and in South Australia in particular. Also with us is uh, Marco Villa, now the Chief Operating Officer for Tyvac. And as I said, you've announced today that uh, you're going to be... Uh, well, what are you going to be making here? Well, Wel- Welcome aboard, firstly. Thank you very much for having me here. Well, we announced today uh, that um, Tyvac has decided to open a full manufacturing facility in the state. Um, so South um, Australia is going to be our house away from home. We already have a facility in Europe that has been fairly successful in mm-hmm. doing a similar program to cater to that community. And now, by what you just said, this thriving ecosystem, this thriving ex- this excitement that there is, it was just too good to pass up for us. And so... We're going to be building satellites. So were you offered incentives or is it just the, the, the excitement of, of what's going on? Uh, right now is the excitement. <laughs> it's, uh, we, we have a tradition of trying to make it on our own uh, before um, strengthening relationship with the, with the local governments and so on. They've been incredibly supportive. They've been um, bending backwards in order to facilitate us coming here and helping and, and, and Richard and, and, and his team has been, has been outstanding. Um, but we we managed to find some contracts ourselves, and mm-hmm. we managed to to have enough seed uh, uh, in order to to create a reality. And then we will see what happens. Mm. So initially, you'll be you'll be building uh, micro. Are they called micro satellites? The, we're building nano satellites. Nano satellites. So, yeah, they are the the, the, the loaf of bread type of mm. uh, size of mini, small toaster type of satellites. And then with time, we're going to grow here with based on the needs, also on the. The mini fridge type of satellites. Okay, so. getting bigger. Yes. <laughs> Starting with a shoebox, then up to a, right. a, a bar fridge, and then, then, then the full Westinghouse. <laughs> it's finding that optimal size for, for what you need. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Richard, a lot of people you know, that have no involvement would probably think, oh, look, this is all just people sitting around you know, designing things on computers. Mm. What's actually the knock-on effect as far as jobs are being made as far as the manufacturing side of companies like these two? So a lot of the technology that, that the, these two wonderful people put together actually makes other industries tick. Agriculture, mining, all of these industries rely on space technology. And up until now, we've bought all of that from overseas. Now we're actually producing it locally, uh, and that then will create more jobs in those industries using that sorts of space technology. For me, though, even more exciting is that space gets kids excited about mm. science and technology. And the best thing I've seen is the number of young people coming through this sector now thinking it's possible for us to have a job in South Australia in the space industry. You know, inconceivable five years ago. That, to me, is the fantastic thing because if those kids end up working in other industries because they've chosen science and tech at school, mm. that's just fantastic mm. in itself. So, the, and, and, and it's reality we're looking at with the kids' enthusias- enthusiasm. It's not just, pardon the pun, but stars in their eyes that no. I'll get to travel, travel to the moon. They realise that it could be a, 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 a real job. That's, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 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 And, and they'll stay in South Australia. They won't just thrit away to Melbourne mm. or Sydney, mm. as a lot of kids are doing today. Flavia, you've got kids. How old are they now? Now they are four and six. Six. So the six-year-old particularly, does he know what uh, what you do? 
Oh, they both know really what yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They've seen me doing this for all their lives, you know. And actually, I think I co-founded Fleet before, or well, one week before the second one was born. So it's busy time. Yeah. So how do they view it? Do they? Is it, is it part of their life that one day they might end up working in this in this area? I think it's part, so much part of their life now. I don't know about your kids, Marco, but you know, they for them is absolutely normal. So my four years old, uh, you know, I just you know talks about space and build rockets and you know she's now interested in rovers and things and my seven years old i think one day i was in u.s try you know trying to solve a satellite uh, issue you know and she was like mommy did you did you remove the solar panels you know did you check the radio ttnc radio i'm like what are you like my my chief operating officer (laughs) so i mean it's amazing like we were not like that at six years old no exactly exactly and she's pushing us it's like mommy did you go to space yet i'm like no i'm sending my satellite what about you you know i'm like oh Give me a break! Like yeah, I'm trying yeah. my best, so they just uh, want us to go very fast. Uh, and that's the point I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about here, Mark. Have you got kids? I got. Yeah. How old are yours? I have a 12 years old and a seven. Okay. So are they as enthusiastic about the future? Oh, they are. They are incredibly enthusiastic about it. They, they never stop asking me what I do in my trips and what I do in the company. They actually are lucky enough to come in our facility in the United States very often. And uh, my son has been involved in what I've been doing for, for 10 years now. And he was the, uh, I always make fun of him, one of the youngest operator for a manned <laughs> space vehicle ever to sit on console and do that. And he still cherished that memory like nothing before and has been in- inspiring him ever since. And that really sort of puts everything in perspective, Richard, as far as what the future uh, holds for the younger generation that this level of enthusiasm now I know they mum and dads are you know working in in the game but uh, this generation will be available and they will and they'll be able to walk into lot 14 walk into the mission the space discovery center they'll be able to look into mission control and see you know the newly announced um, mission to the moon and then on to mars they'll be able to see australia's contribution being operated from within lot 14 so it's not just this generation now the generations to come will get this opportunity look we are talking about space week here in uh, south australia there's about a thousand people gathered uh, uh, to talk about the flat the plans uh, that uh, there are for South Australia and Adelaide to uh, really excel. We might be a little town, but uh, we've got a lot to offer in this area. And we've got uh, Richard Price, who's the Chief Executive of uh, South Australia's uh, Space Industry Centre with us. We've also got uh, Marco Villa, the Chief Operating Officer from Tyvac, who's just announced they're going to set up a manufacturing uh, plant here in South Australia to uh, uh, build uh, mini satellites or nano satellites, as they're called. And we've also got uh, Flavia Tata Nardini, uh, who is the, the boss of Fleet Space Technologies with us. And it's good to have you all uh, in the studio again. What else has happened? happening uh, this week other than than the conference that uh, all the delegates have flown into well it all kicked off with the women in space event la- at the end of last week where women who are involved in the space sector came together uh, including uh, some international speakers as well so that was the start uh, and importantly there's a, an event going on over the next six weeks which is the uh, deloitte amazon web services hackathon mm-hmm. uh, and a whole lot of challenges have been put out by industry by government in things like mining um, um, environmental monitoring, power monitoring, those sorts of things where people have come along and said, here's a problem, can you solve it using space technology? Uh, and people will have, over six weeks, will be able to compete for a prize. Uh, and out of that, 
there may be some new companies that are formed. Mm. Mm, fantastic. You mentioned uh, women in space. That brings us to you, uh, uh, Flavia. What's it been like carving your career in this area uh, as being a female? Uh, listen, I always wanted to do space engineering and aerospace engineering. It was, I mean, I'm Italian by background, and uh, I think in Europe, STEM in, involvement is a little bit more straightforward than here. I come from a family of engineers. I just loved it, and I did it. Uh, now, that jump to become a co-founder and a CEO of a space startup, it's all at new level. Mm. Um, I still, it's a tech startup, not just a tech startup, it's a space tech startup. And you don't see a lot of women doing that. The numbers of people, of women that can raise money in a startup is pretty low still. Um, even if it looks like the numbers of the one who raised, they're quite successful most of the time. Um, I, I love my job. And uh, what I told to all the women and all the girls that approach me, approach me all the time, it's like, I always say, get get good at what you do. Learn, study. It's not about being a male or a female. It's about being smart mm-hmm. and know what you know so that you sit down in a room and you learn fast. Uh, there is no who is best. It's just who knows the best. So I've never had problems. I have a great life. I have a family and it's a uh, hard work as everyone. Like, doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Um, but you know, you get to do, I think I understand how important it is, you know, for me to be an, a little example mm-hmm. of what it can be done still in Australia. I know it's important. I try to give a lot to the community. I go to the schools, I guess girls in, in fleet. And, you know, I'm, um, Richard was talking about the, the gravity challenge. I'm in the ambassador because I think it's really important to show that entrepreneurs, women they they can we can do this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we've got this and i think it's time for all these South australian girls to 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 come with us in the journey you know this can be done is uh, it's not rocket science <laughs> not rocket science <laughs> boom boom very well done very well done ah uh, thank you uh, 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 marco what um you know you you've made the announcement today that you're going to be uh, setting up a, a uh, manufacturing uh, plant here in south australia what sort of jobs will that create how many and and, and what type uh, the, the the amount and the type of job are going to uh, evolve through the years obviously yeah. of our presence here at the beginning is going to be very engineering focused in order to design and create missions and 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 get on the field and connected with the entire ecosystem from finding suppliers all the way to finding partners to to develop new missions here um with time what we are seeing uh, is going to keep on developing more into also technicians to actually get get the satellites together because once the entire design is done you can just uh, uh, evolve into more of a production, a pure production, rather than more of a uh, R&D type of, type of place. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be across the board, really. Um, so we, we'll see exactly how fast we're going to evolve. It's gonna, this is as good and as exciting as an ecosystem I've seen around the world right now. Uh, I think it's the fastest growing or one of the fastest growing, no, no, no doubt. We're, we are here ready to, to make the best out of it. And one of the mandatory thing is we're going to, by Australia, we're gonna we're gonna be as connected as we can with uh, with, with the with the neighbors and with everything that is around here, and we're gonna hire uh, all the people that we can from university all the way to senior people. And one thing that came out today during the announcement was to even trying to bring back some of the mm. talent that in the past has been lost. Leave. Exactly, mm. Mm. which I personally met a lot of them uh, across the two ponds. <laughs> mm. Doesn't matter which way you go. It would be great, I think, to, to bring them back. Richard, to, to reverse that brain drain, as mm. we call it, would be sensational, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I yeah. mean, um, 
you know, my my own experience is my daughter decides she wants to leave Adelaide because she thinks there's a there's a bigger world out there. Well, we can get to space in South Australia now, and it doesn't get any bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Flavia, your your organisation um, uh, Fleet Space makes um, miniature or nano satellites. What do they do? For those who aren't aware, what are the nanosatellites used for? So the nanosatellites are launched in a orbit that Mm -hmm. is quite close to Earth. Mm -hmm. We call it low Earth orbit. They literally navigate and see all the worlds, you know, in one orbit. So they are worldwide satellites. Uh, We use them for what is called Internet of Things. What is Internet of Things is the ability for companies to deploy a lot of sensors to monitor the way they do operations so you imagine an agricultural field mm-hmm. in which you want to measure the soil moisture the water tank level the weather nowadays it's all pretty manual with a lot of difficulties for these mm-hmm. farmers and now you can put sensors a very cheap and give you data on a phone, on on a website. That makes the life easier when you have to irrigate, when there is a fire, when there is a problem, when there is all the issues that we know about water and drought. Not just agriculture, mining, energy, mm-hmm. um, you know, solar plants, wind farms, <laughs> mining, transport. These are all industries that still operate very manually. Yeah, this is a lot of problem for safety most of the time mm-hmm. and a lot of problem for inefficiency. So if you can deploy thousands of thousands of sensors, and again, Australia is a big country, mm. so most of these industries are unconnected. Mm. There is no 3G everywhere here, I'm afraid, but not not even in US. Realistically, some customers we have in US, they call us, it's like, I can't, I can't get 3G. And so it's called the fourth industrial revolution. You know, in the third one, we gave computer to all the people and now we are putting all the things online so that we mm. can track them, we can check them, we can get data. Water is inefficient. You know, we waste 40% of our water. We lose 50% of the food in the supply mm, chain. Exactly. Mm. We don't find new resources mm. because we are unable to measure. So it's time for a change. Before you came in, we had a very long conversation on the program about uh, the younger generation experiencing what we call eco-anxiety, mm. there, particularly about climate change. This this sort of slots in beautifully, doesn't it? Because Absolutely. it's giving the next generation the opportunity to, to do better than the way we've stuffed Absolute. it up. Absolutely, yeah. to measure <laughs> things. You know, when you measure, you can fix. Mm. Mm. That, that was a, a really good explanation from Flavia. Does it... Richard posed the issue, though, we've got that when we think about the space industry, all we think about and all, all we associate with is, is NASA's Moon to Mars mission mm. that uh, Donald Trump announced a couple of years ago. The industry is a lot more than that, as we've just heard. Absolutely. And the growth is is outside of what, what they call old space. So NASA, European Space Agency, they will continue to do deep space exploration and that to be honest, is what in- inspires people when they see this. The practical application of space is much closer to Earth, as, as Flavia's outlined. A- and there are literally thousands of companies now setting up solutions based on space tech. And it isn't NASA, it's not ESA, it's in your own backyard. Mm, mm. All right. Well, listen, uh, fantastic news. Good to see you all. Thanks for taking time off uh, from today's uh, big proceedings and uh, popping in with the news. Congratulations, Marco. Thank you. Wonderful announcement. Uh, Flavia, good to see you again. All the best. Thanks. Say hello to the kids. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> and also, Richard, we'll, we'll see him in space. Uh, also, Richard, thanks very much. Uh, all, all the best. Much, uh,